the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob Fratz Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is, and a good morning to you. Thank you for being with us as we get started at 7 minutes after the hour of 9 o'clock on this Tuesday, the final morning of the month of March in the year of our Lord 2020. Did this not just seem like the longest month that you have ever experienced? Uh, And I wish I could say that time is going to pick up its normal rapid pace again when the calendar flips to April tomorrow, but that would be an April Fool's joke because we're all going to be in this for at least another month. And I would emphasize the words at least with the president, of course, yesterday. I'm not criticizing, by the way, necessarily. I'm not saying he's wrong to give uh, the guidelines to stay at home for another 30 days. Guidelines. But guidelines are a little bit different than laws, enforceable and punishable by criminal uh, prosecution. And that is exactly what is happening in various parts of this country. The story that made news yesterday about that was from Washington, D.C., but it is not a D.C.-only thing. story I saw this morning, or a report I saw, rather, said up to 10 states, or 9 states plus the district, uh, are doing the same thing. They will fine and or jail you if you violate the protection, the protective orders of staying at home uh, during this uh, during this peak outbreak that is expect, expected to be coming. That is a conversation we need to have. Certainly, we want to, as President Trump said, save lives. He said this yesterday. I thought it was very important, by the way, to hear him say that, because he has been, you know, of course, optimistic and perhaps just a little bit too aspirational in saying we want to get people back to work and get the businesses open by Easter. Um, so he's been very optimistic, but he, of course, had to push back, push that back rather, after the advice or upon the advice of the uh, medical staff that has been hired to work on Mike Pence's coronavirus uh, White House coronavirus task force, uh, the response team, and so he pushed it back. Of course, now saying April thirtieth is kind of what we're hoping for, and so uh, that's uh, that means there's another month of this, and 
I will say that, you know, the president said the right thing, saying, I want to work the economy. I want to be, again, aspirational. I do want to get people back to work sooner rather than later. But the economy is number two on my list. What's first? Well, it's uh, it's so bad for the economy, but the economy is number two on my list. First, I want to save a lot of lives. We're going to get the economy back. I think the economy is going to come back very fast. I do, too. I really do, especially if Congress gets the living H out of the way when President Trump has an opportunity to go back to work and doing the things that he does so well, doing the things that he did in the first three years to kind of take the restraints off of the economy, which was being held back by Obama-era regulations and tax rates. So President Trump, of course, moved very swiftly and very quickly to release uh, the uh, hold that those things had on the American people, American businesses, American workers, American entrepreneurs. And that's why uh, the American economy took off as incredibly quickly and uh, steadily as it did for the first three years of the Trump presidency. It would be doing the very same thing today, were it not for, of course, this worldwide pandemic brought to you by the People's Republic of China. And yes, that is an indication I'm ready to go back at China. I have not talked much about China today, uh, this uh, past week or so, um, even though I spent a great deal of time on it prior to that. But it matters now because more and more news is coming out about how and why China is so responsible for all of the pain your businesses are going through right now. China is responsible for your joblessness right now. China is responsible for your revenues being down right now. China is responsible for the crashing of the uh, Dow Jones Industrial Average, the stock market, your 401ks, your investments, your CDs, whatever it is that you have, all bottoming out because of China. And it's time to once again call for what Downing Street called for yesterday. Boris Johnson, I told you the story yesterday. Boris Johnson, Prime Minister of the UK, said there must be a reckoning for China when this is all over because China is responsible for this. And I want everyone to know. You know who else wants everybody to know this? Tom Cotton. Senator Tom Cotton was on Fox News yesterday making this very clear. This is a China problem that became a global problem. Well, China turned what could have been a local health problem in Wuhan into a global pandemic, and there will have to be a reckoning once we're through this pandemic. So, for instance, we need to bring back all of our pharmaceutical manufacturing and our medical device manufacturing from China. We need to look at all the other supply chains that we have in China that we should bring back to the United States. Well, Senator Cotton... Why why they were there... In the, in the first place, as, as predominantly as they were, the outsized percentage of those things being manufactured in China is, is a mystery unto its, uh, all unto itself. But Tom Cotton is right. This was a local problem in Wuhan, China, that turned into a global killer. And what I mean by that is the death rate, of course, and not the rate, but the total number of deaths around the globe, a responsibility, the responsibility of China. And I know we're not supposed to say that out loud, right? We're not supposed to say that out loud because it might make Chinese Americans or other Asian Americans feel uncomfortable here. Well, guess what? Chinese Americans and Asians and America, Asian, Asian Americans, suck it up. Nobody's talking about you. We're not talking about you because you happen to be ethnic Chinese. Nobody cares what your nationality is here. You're not in the government in China. You're not part of the communist government of China. You're not a part of uh, those who uh, did everything they could rather than to contain the virus in Wuhan. Rather, they tried to cover it up. 
and then try to use it for their advantage. That's not you. Nobody blames you, Chinese Americans or Chinese visitors in America or any other Asians who might be mistaken for Chinese in the United States of America. We are not picking on you. Nobody is. But the government of China, and if that is your country of origin, that's unfortunate for you, but it must be mentioned. The government of China is responsible for this, and everybody needs to know so that the reckoning does include the complete um, removal, as much as humanly possible, of all American manufacturing in China when all of this is said and done. Now, I'm cynical about this. I've said it on the program a few times. I had a caller who brought it up to me yesterday. I'm cynical that over time, Americans won't just go back to, American business owners, won't just go back to, where can I get my goods made cheaper? Well, I can take them here, I can take them there, I can take them anywhere, but nobody does it as cheap as China. All right, I'm going to put it in order. I'm going to, I'm going to get manufacturers in China working again. Uh, th- that may happen. I'm cynical that it will happen. But we need to put all of the pressure that we can on that Chinese government and make sure that business owners know that this cannot happen. And part of the way we do that is to, again, remind everybody of China's responsibility, China's culpability in all of this. And that's what the Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, says that he and the president and the administration are indeed willing to do. A lot of it has been made over calling it the Wuhan virus. And you took issue with anybody saying, uh, sorry, we do that with a lot of other illnesses. Yeah, Pre- President Trump was very clear. I think he even said it again this morning. He's, he talked about it as being the, uh, the Chinese coronavirus. But what we've been looking for here all along is we, we simply want to make sure we understand what's happened so that we can prevent the loss of life moving forward. We're looking to cooperate with every country. We'd love to cooperate with the Chinese as well to get the right information so that we can do all that's needed to find therapeutics, to find a vaccine, to do everything we can to reduce the risk that there will be more lives lost as the world moves forward. Yeah, well, good luck with that. The Chinese government is not going to cooperate with you or anybody else. You cannot trust a word that comes from the Chinese government. So says Nigel Farage. Well, Radio Free Asia are suggesting that up to 40,000 people died in Wuhan just looking uh, at the number of crematoriums that are working, the number of urns. Uh, that have been seen with processions of people coming to pick them up. Um, Look, I don't know the truth of this any more than you do. But the one thing I do know, absolutely for certain, is we cannot believe a word communist China says. From the very beginning of this problem, they covered up the truth about what was going on. The doctor that exposed what was really happening was written off as a mad conspiracy theorist. Yeah. Uh, the West were told, uh, frankly, it was too late, really, uh, when they informed us what was going on. Uh, and now we see China uh, using its influence, using its money. Uh, we particularly see Huawei, the telecoms company, uh, donating face masks, um, hand gel, uh, donations in some cases, uh, and even the state offering to sell ventilators to to countries like Italy that are in serious problems. Think about that for a moment. They create the problem, then they try to profit from the problem. Why are they trying to sell ventilators to Italy? Why wouldn't they be giving them to Italy saying, sorry, we released this deadly contagion upon your nation and upon the world. Here's some ventilators free. We'll continue to manufacture them. Well, can you, China, you want to make good here? 
You don't sell anything to us. You acknowledge and admit your mistakes. You acknowledge and admit your intentional deception. And then you sell, or excuse me, you send everything that you can produce to help Americans, to help uh, people, Europeans, people around the globe that are still suffering from the, say it with me, the Wuhan Chinese coronavirus. But of course, America's Democrat Party won't let you say that. Because today's Democrat Party have become pro-China. Florida Representative Matt Gates. We saw the Democratic Party overhype the Russia threat. Now many are cozying up to China. Today's Democrats have become the pro-China party. I would suggest that China doesn't need an apology from Seth Moulton or access to bailouts through the economic relief package, which, by the way, many Chinese-controlled companies are going to be able to get. And they certainly don't need another bite at the supply chain. It was just this weekend that the propaganda arm of the Chinese government was bragging that their genetics experts had gotten fast-track approval from our FDA to send over coronavirus kits. So we need to do a lot more to re-domesticate that. I would suggest China needs a reckoning, not an apology. That's exactly what Boris Johnson said. We are on the same page. Conservative leaders in the United States, people like Matt Gates, uh, people like Mike Pompeo, and people like President Trump believe that China, well, President Trump hasn't been as tough on it as some of the other ones, by the way, because he continues to talk about his friendship with uh, with uh, Xi, uh, Jinping, but uh, President Xi. But the bottom line is he has to do that in order to keep up, again, uh, some sort of normalized relationships with them. Otherwise, we end up in a cold war with the Chinese. But who knows? Maybe at the end of the day, that's what's going to be called for. Uh, we'll hit this. We have a lot more to get to, obviously. There's a ton of news that we do want to talk about, but one of the pieces of good news is that the FDA, mentioned uh, there by Matt Gates, has fast-tracked approval of the hydroxychloroquine drug, the anti-malarial drug to be work, used in uh, 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 coordination with z and perhaps with zinc as a treatment for coronavirus to lessen the symptoms and make people recover far, far faster. So the FDA is all on board now. Do you remember? It was only a couple of weeks ago when President Trump talked about this drug, which could be the game changer, and he was mocked mercilessly by the left, by the media, by uh, Democrat politicians, by social media, etc. How dare you? How dare you peddle this unsubstantiated hope at a time when we're supposed to be wallowing in darkness? Well, a couple of weeks later, bang, FDA approval of hydroxychloroquine for uh, fighting the corona, the Chinese coronavirus. All right, ton of news, still plenty of sound for you, and of course, I want to hear from you. Plus, it's Tuesday. That means it's cursing our day. He'll be with us at the top of the 10 o'clock hour right here on AM 1420, The Answer. on i was answering my phone i'm kidding but i thought my phone was ringing when you chose this bumper music that's my ringtone <laughs> i swear to god every time my phone rings when i'm in the house my wife screams jane 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 she mocks me for it i'm sorry but it's my phone it's my ringtone i it's i dislike it uh what i gonna say it's just one of the great opening riffs at uh in rock i think i just love it 
All right, 925, the Bob France Authority continues. I want to spend this segment, or a short part of this segment anyway, or maybe a significant part of this segment. It's only a short segment. Uh, on uh, Tucker Carlson last night did something that I am so glad uh, somebody had the guts to do on television. I've been talking about this, but only tangentially, that, that the World Health Organization, that everybody's looking to save us from the coronavirus, World Health Organization, save us, please. We can trust the WHO, right? I mean, after all, that's an international community of doctors and scientists all coming together for the betterment of all mankind, right? The WHO is is beyond reproach. Well, as I've been saying, like I said, just been in, in small bites, the WHO is not beyond reproach. The WHO is a political organization, much like the entire UN is a political organization, and they have an outsized influence by the communist nation of China as its driving force. I've told you this, but I don't think anybody put the uh, research into it, as Tucker and his staff did, and they shared it last night. And I want to share just this piece of it with you. This is this is a little bit of the truth about your precious World Health Organization leader in the fight against the global pandemic. Well, right now, the United States is by far the world's top funder of the World Health Organization. We give the organization about $58 million every year. That's double what any other country donates. First of all, why? Why is that the reality? That drives me up a wall. We are also the primary driving funder of the entire United Nations. Why are we paying double what any other country is, and yet they have as much, if not more, influence over decision-making that goes on in those organizations than we, their benefactor, does? For some reason. But for the organization's leaders, there's only one country that matters, and it's not us. It's China. Right now, Taiwan is battling coronavirus, but they are denied membership in the World Health Organization. They can't even have observer status. Why is that? People are dying but the World Health Organization refuses to protect them. Why do you think that is? Because China objects to anyone acknowledging that Taiwan is a nation. From the beginning, World Health Organization officials have praised China's response to coronavirus. They've repeated the country's lies as fact to the rest of the world. Initially, China claimed that the coronavirus could not be transmitted from person to person, even though doctors in Wuhan knew otherwise, and it was obviously untrue. The World Health Organization, though, told that lie to the world, and that hindered global preparation to contain the virus. They made it worse, not better. And then the World Health Organization praised China for its transparency, a cruel joke. As those lies have been exposed, the World Health Organization's subservience to their masters in Beijing has only become more obvious, more naked. On Saturday, a Hong Kong television station aired an interview with the World Health Organization assistant director called Bruce Alward. He's a Canadian. We want to show you this whole thing. We hope you'll watch carefully because it tells you everything about where this world is going and why you should be really nervous about the government of China. Watch this. Will the WHO consider Taiwan's membership? Now, during this down period, the interviewee is sitting there staring at the interviewer. Hello? We, 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 I'm sorry, I can't hear. You. I couldn't hear your question. Okay, yeah. Let me let, let me let me repeat the question. No, so. that's okay. Let, let's move to another one then. Right, because because I'm I'm actually curious on talking about Taiwan as well on Taiwan's case. All right, now, just to kind of get you, fill you in on what you cannot see, because I'm giving you the radio version of a video, the director of the World Health Organization in this interview with a, with a Taiwanese uh, journalist 
disconnected the call or will perhaps claim that it was accidentally disconnected when she said, I don't want to talk about China, I want to talk about Taiwan. So they reestablished the connection and now continue listening. We decided to give Dr. Alward another call to follow up. And I just want to see if you can comment a bit on how Taiwan has done so far in terms of containing the virus. Well, we've, we've already talked about China. And, um, you know, when you look across all the different areas of, uh, of China, they've actually all done quite a good job. So with that, I'd like to thank you very much for inviting us to participate. And, uh, and good luck as you go forward with the battle in Hong Kong. In the middle of a global pandemic, they're refusing to help a country because China told them not to. And then the World Health Organization, which represents all of us, which we pay for more than any other country, is boldly, without shame, repeating Chinese government propaganda. The man you just saw, Bruce Alward, by the way, wasn't just caught in a bad moment over Skype. Here's another clip of him sucking up to the government of China. To the people of Wuhan, um, it is recognized that the world's in your debt. And uh, when this disease finishes, hopefully we'll have a chance to thank the people of Wuhan for the role that they've played in it. The director of the World Health Organization refusing to acknowledge the existence of Taiwan as a sovereign nation. And then praising, in a different clip, but praising the people of Wuhan, China, where the outbreak originated, thanking them for their efforts when all that happened in Wuhan was the cover-up. I want you to process all of that as we continue on 1420 The Answer. All right, 937, now we continue on AM 1420, The Answer. Appreciate you being with us. Uh, Kirsten now comes up in about, uh, what are we calling it, 23, about 33 minutes, at around 1010. And I'm looking forward to that conversation. He just uh, sent me a really interesting piece, speaking of the uh, China responsibility in all of this, the the uh, uh, People's Republic of China, the communist Chinese government, again, we have to point this out, because we're not talking about Chinese Americans, we're not talking about anybody uh, from China or any other Asian country who are here in the United States now. Uh, but uh, he just sent me a really wonderful piece on that in the National Review, so we'll let him talk about that then. I want to tell you about this one, though, uh, now, and get your reaction to it again. I know I haven't opened up the phones yet, so 216-901-0945 is the number to do it. 888-281-1110. Sorry about the delays, but I do have a lot I want you to listen to. Uh, and I will listen to you as soon as I can. Mike Lindell, I hear, I talk about him all the time. I am one of his endorsers. Okay. I gotta get rid of that music, please. Thank you. Um, I'm one of Mike Lindell's endorsers. Perhaps you hear me, uh, uh, on a, you know, semi-frequent basis telling you about the great deals, uh, that you can get, uh, with my pillow on their sheet sets and on their, uh, mattress covers and the my pillows themselves and so on and so forth. So understand that this is biased to an extent because I endorse a fantastic American-made product that I really believe in. And I want you to use the promo code authority when you buy your MyPillow goods because uh, that's a great business deal for myself and for Mike Lindell and the folks at MyPillow. He's got radio and television endorsers all over the country. And so any of us who talk about this might be accused of just being biased because we've got a financial interest in this. Okay. But I want you to listen to what happened yesterday when Mike Lindell, the owner and the CEO and founder of MyPillow, was invited to speak by President Trump 
at the uh, president's coronavirus daily coronavirus uh, briefing. And there's a good reason he was invited to speak, because his company is doing something amazing. So first I want you to hear him, and then I'm going to tell you why this is news. Please, come on up. You have to say what you're doing, because it's been really incredible. Go ahead, Mike. Okay, well, MyPillow is a U.S. vertically integrated company which has been forced to adjust to the changing business environment as a result of the pandemic. MyPillow is uniquely positioned as a U.S. company that functions as a manufacturer, logistics management distributor, and direct-to-consumer. Given our current business lines, we are experiencing the effects of this pandemic firsthand. But my pill is done. We've established an internal task force which is monitoring future needs of companies across the country as a result of this pandemic. And given our position, we've begun to research and develop new protocols to address the current and future needs of U.S. businesses across multiple sectors. How companies are going to prepare themselves when they once again open up and, and changes to their current operations in order to adjust to future threats and pandemics. MyPillow has designated some of its call center to help U.S. companies navigate the many issues that resulted from this pandemic. We've, de- we've dedicated 75% of my manufacturing to produce cotton face masks. Um, up to t- in three days, I was up to 10,000 a day. By Friday, I want to be up to 50,000 a day. Um, I'm proud to manufacture our products in the United States, and I'm even more proud to be able to serve our nation in this great time of need. Thank you, Mr. President, for your call to action. When which has empowered companies like MyPillow to help our nation win this invisible war. Now I wrote something off the cuff, if I can read this. (laughs) God gave us grace on November 8, 2016, to change the course we were on. God had been taken out of our schools and lives. A nation had turned its back on God. And I encourage you to use this time at home to get to home to get back in the Word, read our Bibles, and spend time with our families. Our president gave us so much hope. Where just a few short months ago, we had the best economy, the lowest unemployment, and wages going up. It was amazing. With our great president, vice president, and this administration, and all the great people in this country praying daily, we will get through this and get back to a place that's strong. And unfortunately, the tape cut there. Not sure why, but that's actually kind of prescient because what I want to talk about here is obviously you hear Mike Lindell. He is a man of deep faith. His story is one that is just, you know, for, for the movies. You know, he is a former cocaine addict, just a struggling down and out, uh, drug addict who found God and found God's grace and turned his life around and became obviously an extraordinarily successful entrepreneur and the founder of this company. So he's a man of deep faith. And he is a conservative, and he's a President Trump supporter. So he comes up to the uh, podium to deliver his speech that I, you just heard. It wasn't long. It was about a minute and a half long, almost two minutes long. And he talks about how his company is uniquely positioned to help um, the uh, United States produce some of the goods that they are lacking in terms of short supplies. And his company is pledging to build, or excuse me, to uh, manufacture Right now, 10,000 a day, and he said by Friday, he hopes to be at 50,000 a day in production of surgical masks so that our, our first responders and our medical providers, which we are hearing, that is what, in, what, what is uh, among the shortest supply, uh, so that they can have what they need. So Mike Lindell is brought up to, not to sell pillows, 
president brings him up to talk about a wonderful American manufacturer that is converting its its processing plant, its manu- its 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 factory to make masks to help in this fight. And what happens as CNN is covering this press conference? Uh, I'd like you to come up and say a couple of words, if you might, about your companies. Mike, come on up. Come on up, fellas, please. Come on up. You have to say what you're doing because it's been really incredible. Go ahead, Mike. Okay, well, MyPillow is a U.S. vertically integrated company which has been forced to adjust to the changing business. All right, we're going to continue to monitor the uh, White House briefing uh, and uh, get the latest information in the president. CNN immediately cut away from Mike Lindell. Online, rabid, radical leftists lost their collective minds, or maybe their collectivist minds, when Mike Lindell was given the microphone, mocking him up and down social media. Oh, my God. We're in the middle of a pandemic, and Trump brings up the pillow guy to pray. Tell me this is a joke. Tell me this is a parody. Tell me this is a spoof. They're all over it. How dare he get up there and bring this this preacher in a time when we're supposed to be talking about the coronavirus? How dare he bring up one of his uh, friends so that he uh, one of his corporate buddies who can use this to make money? For weeks, President Trump has had meetings with airline CEOs. Nobody said a word. Cruise line CEOs. Nobody said a word. Pharmaceutical CEOs. Nobody said a word. Retail CEOs. Nobody said a word. But he brings up a Christian CEO of a bedding manufacturing company who's making medical masks and quoting the Bible, and we can't have that. we got to shut that down right now. Some of the things that Mike Lindell was called on social media yesterday are too graphic for air. I can't read them. Some of the things that were said about him and President Trump are simply reprehensible. But I would like to just ask all of the critics who didn't want to hear from Mike Lindell, who thought that this was... And by the way, we're not just talking about, you know, nobodies, right? We're not talking about just... I mean, we are in social media. You are talking about a whole bunch of nobodies. Millions of them use social media who are nobodies. But prominent blue checkmark Twitter users... And blue check marks, if you are not on Twitter, these are the people that are considered to be famous enough and prominent enough to warrant the, yes, this is Twitter verified, it's not a fake, this is the real person. Prominent liberal blue checkers all over Twitter mocking and coming down on Mike Lindell. My question for you is, this man is producing 50,000 masks a day to help Americans in the fight against the Chinese coronavirus. What are you doing? That's what I would like to know. What are you doing? What are you doing to help the situation? You're doing nothing to help the situation. You're sitting there passing judgment, as you always do, and criticizing rather than offering to lend a hand. Mike Lindell is lending a hand, producing masks at no charge, no cost to the government. What would you rather have us do, Demon Rats? Buy more masks from the Chinese? Greg Gutfeld on Fox, I think, had the best response to all of those critics of the Mike Lindell appearance yesterday at the coronavirus press briefing. I really do. Um, Greg Gutfeld responding to Tom Nichols, prominent liberal critic of the president. 
who said, well, imagine my relief that the Mike Pillow guy's on the job. Greg Gutfeld's response, I think, was one for the ages. He went to Twitter and said, hey, goofy Mr. Uh, I'm sorry. Hey, goofy my pillow guy is making 50,000 masks while this blank adds nothing to the world but his own self-satisfied finger sniffing. And I'm going to let that sit there and let the image just go ahead and pass through your brain because I think it's perfect because that's what these people are. And, and, and it, it needs no other explanation, but in all seriousness, the idea that anybody would criticize somebody who is pledging to have his private company help Americans free of charge is simply beyond the pale. But nothing, quite frankly, nothing is beyond the modern Democrat. That is something we are finding out for sure. Let me throw another story at you. And this one is a little bit out of the way, but I I, I feel like I need to say what I need to say on this. Last night I found this story of an 86-year-old woman in Brooklyn, New York. She was in a Brooklyn hospital. She was there to um, get care. She was there. Let me see. Let me find this part of the story real quick. She was in the hospital for a bowel obstruction, so pretty serious situation for her. And she was holding onto a metal stand while she made her way down the hallway uh, in uh, this hospital in Brooklyn. As she made her way down the hallway, a 32-year-old woman named Cassandra Lundy, who is a seizure patient in a bed nearby, began complaining that the 86-year-old woman, Ms. Marshall, who was having a hard time walking, wasn't following social distancing. So the 32-year-old hit Marshall over the head, knocking her to the ground where she struck her head and was pronounced dead at 5.40 p.m. Lundy, the attacker, was issued a disorderly conduct summons by hospital police and was released before NYPD arrived. She has 17 prior arrests on charges including drug possession, trespassing, assault, and strangulation. The hospital called 911 hours later to report the incident. NYPD officers responded to the hospital at about 10.31 p.m. An investigation is ongoing. I bring this up so that I can say two things. Number one, I believe the media plays a role in this kind of thing. The media's creation of panic and hysteria as we deal with this Chinese coronavirus can lead some people to freak out when somebody else gets too close to them. Now, in this case, it may not be that evident and that obvious because the person who freaked out is a career criminal. 17 prior arrests, including the charges that I just told you about. But I will say the media is going to continue to freak people out, so much so that when somebody comes within their six feet, you know, social distance space, an attack happens. And right now we're not even hungry. Right now our store shelves aren't empty. Right now we're not in the middle of something that could get way, way worse. And I'll just use the word anarchy. Right now we're at a relative period of peace as people are just encouraged to stay home 
But if the media continues the hysteria and the panic peddling that they do, you're going to see incidents like this happen. And then the second thing I want to say about it is the fact that this woman killed an 86-year-old woman for coming too close to her. Killed her and was only given a disorderly conduct summons by hospital police makes me want to, I won't say what I want to do on live radio, but she better be charged with murder, and they better go after her with everything they've got, and they've got to do it soon, sooner rather than later, or else we are going to reach that stage of anarchy a lot faster than anybody realizes. 9.51, back after this. Get a couple of phone calls in here. It's a very busy first hour with a lot of information that I feel like you needed to have so you really have a grasp of what's going on here around the country, politically, as it relates to this coronavirus, and then, of course, with the challenges of the social distancing orders by the president, by Mike DeWine here in the state of Ohio and beyond. Uh, TJ is in Cleveland. Let's talk about China. Hey, TJ, yeah. go ahead. You know, Bob, with their nuclear capability and their military, you know, China's a real dangerous rattlesnake. And they're going to have to be dealt with like that. And who helped make them so dangerous? We've got to go back to the 90s. Now, there was a book written by an Air Force officer uh, that carried the nuclear football for Bill Clinton. Now, for people out there that don't know what that is, that's an officer that carries our launch codes, and he's glued to the president at all times. Well, in his book, he explained what happened in the 90s. Bill Clinton transferred much of our technology and sold supercomputers to the Chinese, which put their ICBM program 30 years ahead of time where it should have been. With his liberal belief, like most liberals, they believe if everybody has what we have, well, we'll just have one big kumbaya world. And he was the beginning of China becoming this dangerous rattlesnake. Uh, People should read the book. It's called Dereliction of Duty. And I can't remember the author's name, but... uh, you got time now. Get that book and read it. You'll be shocked at what that punk did to this country back in the 90s and how he sold us out. And he's like the icon of the left. It's just unbelievable. And, you know, well, another thing, I'm thinking real quick, you were talking about that they're going to start arresting people for going out. Now, Bob, how, how stupid is this? They'll arrest you and I to go out to maybe get some food or something, and they're letting violent prisoners out of jail so they don't catch corona in jail and they'll put us in in their place there for going out i mean it's just ridiculous no you're right it it makes no sense whatsoever and i appreciate your phone call my friend thank you uh god bless and and the point you just made is spot on in in all seriousness you've got time now that you didn't have before uh, if you're if you're off work or if you're you know kind of home doing working from home and it gives you more downtime, this is a time to read and I, I read dereliction of duty like TJ just said. There's a lot of great things that you can uh, turn your uh, eyes toward to pass this time and again to take your eyes off of the TV screen. However, I I will say this. Um, if you, because you have all this downtime and I'm talking about, you know, too much Netflix and everything else, but one exception that I would make, and I'm so glad to be able to say this because I know so many people did not get a chance to go and see it in the theaters, but no safe spaces. The Dennis Prager movie with, uh, uh Adam Carolla 
is now available to watch uh, at nosafespaces.com for free. It's a limited time. This is the number one political documentary of 2019, and now you can watch it at home. Uh, it, just make good use of this time. Share it with your family. No Safe Spaces with Dennis Prager and Adam Carolla. Uh, it's amazing. It'll make you laugh. It'll make you cry. It had a 99% audience approval rating at RottenTomatoes.com. That's the highest rating for any film last year. It's been called Smart, Vital, Urgent, one of the most important documentaries you need to see today, and I completely concur. No Safe Spaces is amazing. Dennis Prager and Adam Carolla revealing how America has become a dangerous place to speak your mind and to share ideas. First Amendment rights are not protected throughout much of America. So here's an opportunity to support a film that shares your American values. Check it out online now for a limited time at nosafespaces.com. It's 10 o'clock time for news. Curse now on the flip side. Right. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.